Welcome everybody on this rainy Saturday morning. Well, at least it's rainy where we're at here in the East Coast. I don't know if it's rainy in the West Coast, but uh, and weather could be a factor this week in some of these games. Obviously, this is the fancy firebox. I am Tony Jigsaw Cotillo, joined always by my man Pittsburgh John Coker. This is Windale Sports. Make sure you're following Windale Sports. Make sure you're following Heat Ratio Sports. Both of those platforms that this is broadcasted through. Triple threat, John. This is a new concept we saw. We're going into week four. It's pretty neat. We're battling against each other. We got to pick a, a quarterback, a running back, and a receiver slash tight end. Those three guys, whether it be the top guys, whether it be valuable guys, you know, against their DFS values, who we think is going to be on top. And first of all, John, how was your week last week? I mean, my season long did okay. I don't, I don't think I did too good uh, with my picks last week. But outside of fantasy football, Life is good. See, that's yes. Life is good. That, that's the thing. I, I I got my MRI results, and I do not have a torn Achilles. Which life is good. <laughs> I do have to go through rehab. I do have to go to PT. I do have to learn how to walk again. But that's okay. I could deal with that. No surgery. So we we are good. So let let's recap. Last week, our triple threat looked like this. Okay, we were both in on Dalvin Cook. Uh, John took Derek Carr. I took Joe Barrow. Um, I took Tyree Kill. John took AJ Brown. I, I think it was almost like a wash, to be honest with you. Um, you know, obviously Tyree Kill did nothing, uh, right? Uh, AJ Brown did score touchdown. Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Derek Carr, uh -uh. Joe Barrow, decent. But again, these weren't uh, blockbuster picks here. But again, we're 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 going by value, right? We're going by value. So let's get right into this week's triple threat. So, John, I, I'll start you first. You're going to be on the right. So, John's going big time money, right? You're going all bills. I went, I went money. And, I mean, it really starts at the quarterback position. To me, you either pay up for the top three or you get some big time value because nothing in that middle appeases me. Um, you know, even with Herbert, you know, his health. Um, Brady hasn't been performing. I mean, we looked going into the season, there was like 12, 13 solid fantasy quarterbacks, but there's only three that rose to the top. So I look at paying up for those guys. I went with Josh Allen, um, you know, still riding, pairing him up with Stefan Diggs and Barkley and Chubb have been my two horses. I got both of them in two different leagues. There was a plan going in. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm on the, I'm on the bills this week. I like it. Listen, I, I'm a Saquon guy. I, you know, it's funny. Right before, you know, obviously, everybody, make sure you tune in to Sirius XM today, 5 to 8. You hear Jason, you'll hear Sia, and you'll hear the Jigsaw Hour from 7 to 8. And, you know, when we were on Sunday nights, before we moved to prime time, it was, I, all the New York guys were on Saquon. And I was like, ah, I'm really not buying in. And then, John, all of a sudden, I start reading, I start doing research, and I'm like, you know what? This dude's driven right now, and it's the only offensive weapon they have. So, oh, no, I jumped on the on the train. I did draft him in my season long. I drafted back-to-back -back backs. I had a 12th pick in a 12-man league, and I took Saquon and DeAndre Swift. And, uh, again, I, I like Chubb, too, best pure runner in football, in my opinion, uh, but he wasn't available. Uh, so I was doing really well. Now I'm going to go a little different this week on a triple threat because obviously, you know, Jigsaw gets a little different. Okay. I think this is the week where Russell Wilson breaks out. I know a lot of people talk about it's against Vegas. Okay. And I'm looking strictly money. Listen, John's paying 8,400 for Josh Herbert, top guy on the slate, rightfully so. 
I'm going 6,700 for Russ. And I, cause I think he can every bit be the top guy this week. Uh, I, I think this is the week it clicks. He's too good. This, let me just tell you something. This is not Russell Wilson. The problem is not Russell Wilson. The problem is Nathaniel Hackett learning how to call an offensive play set with Russell Wilson as the play caller and not Aaron Rodgers. See, that's what people have to remember. He was so used to having a magic man, being able to just cover all all deficiencies, just give it to Aaron and let him cook. Unfortunately, now with Rush, you can't do that. So he's learning that. And I think this is the week you know you put it all together. And I'm going to go wild card here. Okay, now everybody wants to pay up. And that's fine, right? When, when, when you look at these top guys, honestly, as far as running backs in that one four o'clock slate, Jonathan Taylor's $8,800. Now, John pays down $800, you know, going with Barkley. I know he probably likes Nick Chubb as well at $7,900. But for me, I'm going to go way down. And I'm going to, what I saw last week in Khalil Herbert just shows me this. this I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. When an offense is struggling and finally they find a spark. And last week, it was a spark to help that young quarterback. And I'm not saying David Montgomery is trash. I'm just saying Khalil Herbert was a spark, and they're playing the Giants. And I'm not worried about the Giants. Even though they're playing in New York, even better. I'm with it. I like Khalil Herbert, 5,700. And then I'm going to go super wild card here. I think Drake London this week becomes a top three receiver on the slate. Okay? You got Diggs, you got Adams, and then I'm going Drake London. Listen, this kid has just continued to produce from day one. Okay. 7, 12, 6. I'm just looking at the targets, right? He is bar none the number one receiver. It's not Kyle Pitts. Okay. He's going to get at least six to eight targets in this game at home against Cleveland. Marcus Mariota has been very serviceable, actually more than serviceable. He's been pretty good for Marcus Mariota. So I like Drake London this week, John. At 6,100, that is my triple threat. Now, let's go to this. Let's go to some um, FFVP values because this is a good part of the show where we talk value, value, value. And, John, we're both all over the place. We both have some value. John's going to go, right off the bat, man, you're going to ride the, the Matt Ryan $5,600 train, huh? Yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. <laughs> but, but sometimes the train stalls out in the middle of Montana. Um, no, I look, I'm going with Matt Ryan. I think, I think the Colts are going to wake up this week. Um, I, I was really tempted to play some Jonathan Taylor, but that price tag is still too Ooh, high. The price tag so is for what he should be doing, not what he's been doing. So even if he hits, like I think he hits, it's not really value. Um, so I do think he's going to have a good game, but, uh, yeah, Matt Ryan Pittman, um, I think they get back to their connection. Um, you know, that's, I, I expect a better game. I mean, this is a wake up call for that team period. Um, they need to figure this out. They need to start getting wins. I mean, to lose those games in the division. Um, I mean, that's, that's just crucial. So 5,600 Matt Ryan, I'm going with it. Uh, listen, I, you know, you said the, the, the number one thing that I have an issue with, and that's the, the price point of Jonathan Taylor, because you're this guy nursing a toe injury. A guy who, after you know, week one hasn't really been paying up to his price tag, and I think this is a good Naheem Hines week for anybody who you know, especially with a week where a lot of running backs are injured, where you have guys like DeAndre Swift not playing, you have guys like 
Austin Eckler with the tar, you know, with the share, 47% snap share. What the hell is going on out there with Joe Staley? I don't know, right? But this could be a nice week of filling week for a guy like Naheem Hines. Now you go to Giants here, which I, you know, I you had a bunch of lists, so forgive me. And and, and you can name anybody that's on your list. I just took a, a couple really low guys, uh, Richie James and, and and Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, um, you know, Sterling Shepard's out. That yep. offense has to move. Galladay, oh my goodness, is that not the worst contract in the history of maybe not even NFL all sports? <sighs> I mean, what did he get? The the was I don't know if it was week one or what week. He got two snaps, two snaps. Dude got a con, I think a 70 plus million dollar contract. Don't know how many years, but I mean, Kadarius Tony, I don't know. He just can't, he ain't getting snaps. He ain't showing up. So they go to young, reliable, hungry, Richie James, Ricky James, however you want to call it. Remember he had a, uh, a blow up game or two in San Fran last year too. Yeah, he did. So he's, he's been there. He has nothing to lose. I mean, he's probably he going into the season. He had to be fourth, fifth on the depth chart. But it seems like Jones, he's getting the targets. I think he had – I don't have numbers in front of me. I think he had two weeks with six catches and one week with five. Or maybe that was on targets. But, look, I, th- I expect him to get volume. And I think uh, Jones is going to start getting comfortable with his tight end like he did in his heyday with Evan Ingram um, and Bellinger at 2,800. Once again, this is how I got those – my triple threat. I do have them in the lineup along with Khalil Herbert, along with Daniel Bellinger. So that is how I ended up making room for him, um, you know, my triple threat. But, yeah, and I think Barkley's going to have a good game. It's not that I'm in love with the Giants, but somebody got to put up stats, and I think those are going to be the guys this week. And and against a, a lackluster team in Chicago, right? This isn't the, this isn't yesterday's defensive Chicago that we're used to. Okay, um, but you make a good point. Just just starting about Richie James, like John says. I mean, listen, not only is he five six six on targets, but he's got a ninety percent catch to target ratio. Okay, which is huge. Which means he's catching everything thrown to him. So I listen. I love it again. No Kadarius Tony. You talked about listen, the thing with Galladay, Brian Dable's an interesting individual, just so everybody knows. So he's one of those one of those cats I love. He's an old school cat in the sense that if he doesn't like you in the sense of your attitude and your effort, he don't care how much money you're getting paid, you're not playing. And I think that's what's going on with Galladay. He's a very lazy kind of player. And Dable sees it and he's like, you know what? You're just not gonna play. And that's what happens. Now, for me. I'm going to go a little different. John, I'm going Pittsburgh for John here. Um, but this is a George Pickens week to me. I, 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 again, we're, we're seeing the flashes, right? And I say this all the time with young players. It's just about how much do they get to be trusted, right? How much of the playbook do they understand? And a running back, how much blitz coverage can you pick up? How many times you fumble the ball? That gets you on and off the field, right? For, for Pickens, it's going to be, can I learn all of the playbook? Do I understand how to play at receiver? There's no question he's dynamic. 3,800, John, for me, for this week, okay, I look at this and say, this is prime time for him against the Jets. And, and again, I, you know, I know there's a lot of mouths to feed out there. I get it. But this dude has been really, listen, he keeps going up, all right, with targets. So, you know, he had seven. And again, 40%. Reception to target ratio, which is bad, but he'll get there. He also has Mitch Trubisky throwing to him, so everybody relax, okay? But 
some phenomenal catches. His point one three seven. This is going to be a double digit point week for me, uh, for George Pickens. So I really like him. I'm going TJ Hawkinson. I'm going tight end Detroit. No, I'm on our St. Brown. He's out. No DeAndre Swift. He's out. Okay. I look at this game and go, okay, Jerome Williams going to be the main guy out of the backfield. I think we all know that, but who's going to be the guy that Goff throws to Goff doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. Seattle. It's not the same defense with Sherman, uh, you know, and, 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 um, uh, Earl Thomas. It's not, these aren't the guys Cam chancellor. Okay. So, I like Hawkinson. I think his price point is super low uh, for a tight end. So I like a 4,100. And I'm going to throw this one in there, okay? This game between the Eagles and the Jaguars, over and under is already 47-48 and climbing. Okay, they expect a lot of points to be scored here. Sirianni, okay, as much as, you know, he he's very methodical in his approach, he knows who's coming to town. It's Dougie P. Won a Super Bowl in this town. He doesn't want to get upstaged. By the former coach. He's going to throw some wrinkles into this game. Boston Scott out. Okay. Gainwell, as much as he's explosive, they have some issues with him holding on to the ball and learning the fuck. Oh, almost dropped the FCC rule. Uh, but uh, and learning the coverages. Okay. So that's a big deal. They really like Trey Sermon. He's elevated from the practice squad. The biggest knock on Sermon was always he couldn't stay healthy. He's healthy. He's learned the playbook. I'm telling you, I expect. One of these games, remember, I'm going to throw this one out there, John. This is We're going to go back a little bit. Remember that San Francisco 49ers Charlie Garner game for the Philadelphia Eagles way back ago? Who was Charlie Garner? This guy came out of nowhere. Insert 2022 Trey Sermon. Tell you this is going to be a huge Trey Sermon game. I just, I, everything I read, we are in Philadelphia. To say, I think it's going to be a big Trey Sermon game. Uh, so there's your FFVPs. And I, John, I'm going to give you the thoughts real fast on this one uh, before we get to our anytime touchdowns and get out of here. My sneaky quarterback value play this week is Cooper Rush at 5,300. Dak is out. We all know that. There was some speculation. Maybe not. He's out. Michael Gallup comes back this week. Noah Brown has been playing pretty well. Cooper Rush has been playing pretty well, okay? So now you have C.D. Lamb. You have a full complement of receivers in Gallup and Noah Brown, okay? Even though there is no Schultz is questionable, I don't expect him to play. Ferguson, Hendershot, they both were, were serviceable. But I think there's going to be some points scored in this game. And John Cooper Rush, if he throws, or I should say if C.D. Lamb catches, even though he made up for it, you know, we're talking about a 20-plus point DK game for 5,100. You know, it's not out of the question to me that Cooper Rush at home against the Redskins throws up about 225, 230, and two touchdowns. Am I crazy or what? It's not crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it could be good value. But, um, yeah, I mean, getting Gallup back is going to help. He's a Cooper Rush is a game manager, all right? He got a limit. He can't turn the ball over, number one. Whatever. Um, it would be <clears> – <throat> It would be nice if his uh, if his receivers helped him out a little bit. Yeah, Noah Brown's playing good, but you know, um, I, yeah, I, he can put. He doesn't have to do much to get value. I mean, put it that way. But I would spend the extra hundred dollars and go um, Geno Smith. No doubt in my mind. I almost had Geno Smith um, in my. He was on your threat. list. Yes, I I like Geno Smith's value 
better than Cooper Rush. I think he has a higher upside. That's the, listen. You know, what? I'm going to put that in there while we're live because I want the that in there. What was is he 5400? He is 5400. Because I think both of these, I know we mentioned Matt Ryan. I know you did, but I, I, I think both these guys, it, like you said, if, if you want to go full-on value, top player money, maybe you do want to start Jonathan Taylor. These are the kind of guys that I think you're going to have to look at because that price point is going to be super, super high. Um, oh, what's up, man? Come on, I have a question. Full PPR. We got Cortland Sutton or Deontay John. John, this is... 100% for you. You're the Pittsburgh guy. You're the analyst here. You got that spreadsheet in front of you. Um, you know, what do you think? I, Deontay's been pretty steady with targets. Yeah, I mean, Deontay's going to do what he's going to do. Is he going to find the end zone? Is Trubisky going to get that offense moving whatsoever? You just called out the upside of, um, of you know, of Pickens potentially this week. Yep. I got to go Cortland Sutton. I'm sorry, double-digit targets the past two weeks, catching seven, eight balls, averaging over 100 over the past two weeks. He hasn't seen the end zone either. But you also had Russell Wilson in your triple threat. Yep. So I'm I'm thinking I would go Sutton and uh, not look back. There's a lot of miles to feed in that Pittsburgh offense. I mean, Fryermuth deserves some. Claypool True. gets some work. Najee out of the backfield. They got weapons, but Trubisky only throws for 200 yards. I mean, your upside is kind of capped. So I like Cortland Sutton uh, over Deontay this week. I like that. I'm going to second that. I like Cortland Sutton. I think this is the breakout for the uh, Denver offense. And like John said, double-digit targets. And listen, Las Vegas has nobody to cover anyone in the secondary. So uh, Cortland Sutton is turning into that number one guy for Russ, even though I thought it would have been Judy, uh, but he got injured and the things that I think Russ just likes throwing the ball up to Cortland Sutton. So I definitely see uh, a red zone uh, opportunity in, in plentiful for uh, Cortland Sutton. So I think you start him with confidence. So let's go. Let's go. Our anytime touchdowns, John. Now, you, you know, you had a ton of them. I took I took your your, your top three. I, I, you know, you're going Damian Harris, Chris Olave, who I think is tremendous it you know it's funny john i only hear your thoughts on this so i was on uh 95 7 the fan in rochester sports bar with gene battaglia and you know every other week i hop on there talk some fancy and they asked me you know a lot of people are selling do we sell high on chris alave i'm like no no that's an offense looking for a playmaker he's stepping up right you already see michael thomas out Right, Jarvis Landry, not the same guy. This is the number one guy in his offense. How do you trade this guy, right, John? Yeah, no, I I like Alave. He was actually the only him and Pickens at a later draft spot, but Alave was really the only rookie receiver that I felt comfortable drafting. Yep. I felt not because of talent, because of opportunity. I mean, but I will say more and more rookie receivers are coming in and just blowing up. But Chris Olave, this was the guy that I like. Look at what J or Jamison Winston did in Tampa all those years, chucking the ball up. Chris Olave is what Traquan Smith should have been. Do you know what I mean? Now you have an, a, dare I say, elite receiver. Um, you can't trust Michael Thomas's health. And then, yeah, Landry, he's kind of – he reminds me now of like Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati. Old, reliable, 
catch your five balls, you know what I mean, maybe get you a third down, but not really giving you those fantasy stats. Um, Alave, I think air yards, he's blowing it off the roof. Um, that's Jamison's MO. Look, I don't know how Dalton's going to be this year, but or, or this week in terms of that receiving core, but knowing that Thomas is out, look, he's watched the games. He knows Alave got talent. I love Alave. I like Alave too, and I, I like him to score this week too, plus two hundred five. Rich says, "Yeah, you know Thomas out. Yeah, absolutely. I was keeping him before that. Uh, no, no problem, man. We we love the comments. Keep them coming. We'll always answer whatever we can. And then you're going Marvin Jones plus three seventy. I like that A little value there. Well, look, Kirk Kirk is going to have his hands full this week. I'm not saying that he's not going to get looks, but he's going to have his hand full this week." Um, Zay Jones is out. I don't know if he is officially out. I believe he is. If not, I expect him to be out, which now means Marvin Jones, who didn't have a bad year last year. I mean, that, that whole offense was, um, was struggling a lot, but he's really the other guy that Trevor Lawrence, I think is going to look at. So I think he has a good shot. Look, Eagles defense, They've been playing really good. I expect Slay to take care of Kirk for the most part. Um, but, you know, the rest of the guys, Marvin Jones, a savvy vet. I could see him sneaking by and getting open for a touchdown or even in the red zone. Yeah, I, I, I do like that call, especially now Avante Maddox is out. So uh, for the for, for, for the for the Eagles, so, you know, it, this this could be a week where you see Marvin Jones. He, he's been a nemesis when he was with Detroit against the Eagles, too. So. Uh, that's something to look at. Uh, for me, listen, I loved seeing JK back last week. Uh, it's, it's, it's the multitude of injuries to be able to be back on the field and, and look good, uh, look quick. I, I, I think there's a lot of scoring in that game. I, obviously, you picked Diggs and Allen. Uh, I think that's going to be a high-scoring game, in my opinion. I think Dobbins gets that, gets that early look in the red zone. I'm going to ride TJ Hawkinson. I think this is a Hawkinson week. I, I could definitely see a Hawkinson line of like seven for 80 in a TD. Uh, so for 4,000 in DFS at tremendous value and plus 155, I'll take it. I'm going to ride the Trey Sermon train. Again, Boston Scott, right? He he gets those little little plays here or there. He's out. Now Hawkinson or now Trey Sermon picks up the slack. So I like Sermon and I can't believe I'm doing this, John. Can't believe I'm doing this. But I'm going Carson Wentz, plus 500. Again, I think he's going to be running for his life. You saw what happened with Philadelphia. That offensive line is not as good as it used to be in Washington. Micah Parsons, okay? Listen, be careful. I could see Wentz falling back, doing that quick 180, bootleg out to the left, and rolling into the end zone. Plus 500, I think, is extreme value. John, before we get out of here, any more value, any more final thoughts, Any anybody that's sticking out your mind, one game, anything you got to say before we get out of here? No, I mean, just the two values that we didn't touch on, you know, I think Rashad Penny at 4,900 is ridiculous. Um, you know, they got a juicy matchup. And Romeo Dubs showed up last week, still 4,500. That's how I'm getting my triple threat in, touching on Penny, Dubs, yeah, those values. Yeah, he, Dubs is turning into that guy. Um, you know, I st Lazard still to me is the number one. And he always will be, but Dubs is a, a younger uh, version of what Randall Cobb used to be back in the day. And you know how much Aaron Rodgers loved him. So Randall Cobb still loves Randall Cobb. He just can't do what he used to do. <laughs> but uh, Dubs, 
I Watts is in the doghouse ever since they're dropping that touchdown, right? You know, Aaron Rodgers like, yeah, I'm not looking at you, kid. You're done. I gave you a chance all out. I'll throw this up one more time just so everybody sees. This is our triple threat. This is who we're going with. I'm on the left. John's on the right. We're going to battle this out. Let us know what you think. Let us know what your triple threat is. And again, man, it's Saturday. It's like I said, it's rainy here on the East Coast, but hopefully it's nice where you're at. Shout out to and thoughts and prayers to everybody that was in Hurricane Ian's path. People with the recovery efforts out there in, in Florida. Just some of the pictures are just devastating. Um, you know, it's going to be a long road ahead for a beautiful, beautiful tourist attractive area. Uh, but a lot of people's lives are at stake out there. Like there's lost lives, they've lost memories. So I'm sure there'll be uh, donations and poured in, but. Whatever, whatever everybody could do to do their part, thoughts and prayers always help. So, um, as always, man, this is the Triple Threat. I am Tony Jigsaw Control. This is Pittsburgh John Coker. This is Wendell Sports. Everybody have a fantastic Saturday. Get those tickets ready, man, and we'll catch you back here next week.